Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 22nd episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again this evening by the ever-reliable Aidan Ryan as we have another packed show for you uh, this evening with reviews and previews of results and fixtures uh, all over the shop, Aidan. But we'll start on a really bright note uh, for Limerick, Limerick District League. Ballinanti Rovers get into the semi-final of the FAI Junior Cup uh, following a penalty shootout victory against Killarney Celtic on Saturday night. It was a nil-all draw, an expected tight affair in, in Killarney uh, for that game. But, you know, a lot of tenacity shown from Valenanti, a lot of character. They got all the way through and Stephen McNamara coming up with a big save in the, in the penalty shootout and they go through to the semi-final. Yeah, and a, a massive win. And obviously, we're all, all in Limerick delighted with the win. means we have a team representing us in the last four. Uh, tough task down there. Killarney have a lot of experience in terms of this this stage of the competition. They've been hitting the last 16 and the last eight in the semi-final <laughs> for the last few years. Albeit, they have been decimated uh, in terms of the, the 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 team and the squad, and we alluded to that last week. But Balnanti found a way to win in the Indian Day. It's a sign of a good team. Um, the counts I had of the game wasn't they weren't probably at their best. But you know when you're playing these big games, you're you're not often at your best, are you? You know there's so much so much at stake. There's so much tension there. Some fellas freeze on the night, but they found a way to win, albeit in penalties. They still got through it. Fantastic results. I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, everyone everyone out Ballaside is, is delighted with that. Yeah, I know from speaking briefly with, with Derek Bradish after the game, he did say that you know the management and players weren't overly happy with the performance. But as you said, really at this stage of the competition, Ed, and it doesn't really matter about performances. It's about actually getting into the next round and, and winning the competition. And I suppose, again, the backbone, as I spoke to with Dave Dunphy last week before the game, the backbone being the defence again, another clean sheet, uh, Aiden as well, and it really has, uh, you know, provided them with a real, uh, I suppose, uh, as I said, backbone to this team, you know, and, and provided them with a great chance now to go all the way. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure they've even, I don't think they've conceded a goal in this competition, Adrian. They definitely haven't back. conceded in the last three games, anyway, that's for sure. No, it'd be interesting to see in the early rounds, must uh, uh, get the memory book out and, and mm -hmm. see uh, what exactly uh, the earlier results were. But, Listen, they've been outstanding in this competition. There's no two ways about it. And they've had some tough away games and they've controlled them. And, and you're right. And we, we've we've uh, we've alluded to that here all the time about keeping clean sheets in these big games because it gives you the base to get through the games, even when you're not playing well. And by all accounts, they weren't at their best on Saturday evening. The accounts, I've, I've, I've had three different accounts of the match, Adrian. I've spoken to someone from Ben Nanti, I've spoken to someone from Killarney, and I've spoken to a neutral that was at the game. And they were all of the same vein. Very tight first half. Bella slightly on top. Had a couple of half chances which they didn't take. First half and over the second half, Killarney certainly started to dominate. Bella probably had that little bit of luck we've been talking about, Adrian, that you need in these big games. By all accounts, Killarney hit the post and also missed a very, very scorable chance. Uh, I think he was eight or nine yards out and, and it was missed. But they came strong at the end, came strong in extra time. And uh, I'm told five excellent penalties, very confidently taken, which which uh, is the sign of a, a good character in, in, in the team. So, listen, they did what they had to do to win. It's a fantastic victory. They can look forward now to a semi-final in a few weeks. I think it's the, it's the start of next month, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, something to look forward to. Tough game ahead of them. But gee, it's 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 a great time, isn't it? It's a great time to be involved with Bell at the moment. 
Yeah, absolutely. You could see that by the, the joyous celebrations after after the game. A lot of a lot of relief and joy uh, between supporters, management and the players, uh, to be fair, after the game. And as you said, five very uh, well-taken penalties. I did see them actually in the video afterwards. Um, uh, very, very well-taken penalties, to be fair. Uh, and Steve McMurray is always good, as we saw maybe even nine years ago for, for saves in, in a penalty shootout. And he came up trumps again. You mentioned it there, Aidan, they're going to be a tough semi-final. It was always going to be. Semi-finals are never easy. They're actually normally the, the most tense affairs of, of the whole lot. But they, they travelled to Clare now and play Newmarket Celtic. Um, I think Owen Hayes' goal was nearly going viral, actually, uh, Aidan, around Twitter. Um, uh, an unbelievable pile driver strike, wasn't it, um, in their victory uh, over Crumlin. It's it, like, you know, as well as anyone from from your battles with, with Jamesborough, with this Mark side, this is going to be incredibly tight. We'll be, we'll expect it to be so. We've spoken about Newmarket before, Adrian, just kind of one of those Cinderella teams that never quite get over the line. <laughs> You know, making last eight and last sixteen and a couple of semi-finals and the Munster Junior and that they just never seem to get over the line. A lot of talent out there. I saw them earlier on uh, in the season a few well a month ago there against regional. Um, I was very impressed with what I saw. I have to say, a lot of new youth in the team, but 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 you that's mature, Adrian. You know, good on the ball know how to pass it, know how to narrow the pitch, know how to push on the pitch, know how to lengthen this when they have to. Um, and a lot of experience there as well. Dave McCarthy, Owen Hayes, Stephen Kelly back in the squad, Adrian, yeah. again last weekend. The man is a sub, man that has a load of caps for, for, for his country and has played in the Regions Cup. So, um, listen, it's 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 going to be a brilliant occasion out there. I presume it'll be on in the county grounds because you'll, you'll have a neutral venue as such. Even though it's in clear, um, and they'll be they'll be formidable opposition, and they'll be looking to get over the line in this one because, as, as I said, they've been so close down the last few years, they just haven't managed to make it. But Paddy Purcell seems to have this team moving well at the moment, going well in, in domestic football, going well in the Munster Junior, and now in the semi final of the of the FEI, and a very good victory against Crumlin. I'm told Adrian were far more comfortable than the two nil. Uh, victory would suggest by all accounts that they, they were well on top of the first half and didn't take their chances so it obviously that left it open a little bit for Crumlin in the second half but look Owen Hayes got the insurance goal right at the desk it was some goal uh, to be fair I saw it and they're going to be formidable opposition for Bella as you would expect as you would expect yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned there, obviously, you know, maybe youthful exuberance. And I was talking to Dave Dunphy and, and we do talk a lot, um, Aidan, about, you know, experience in squads and, and how vital that is. But I suppose sometimes there's a danger that you can overemphasize experience, Aidan, can you? Because, so, you know, they're the likes of the youth, the, the youth in your squad, they can be the ones that come up with the match winner. They have the lack of fear. Um, and, and I suppose Bala and Newmarket both in, in equal spades will be hoping that those young players can rise to this occasion. Uh, for sure, you're right, because as can happen, sometimes some of your more experienced uh, players can overthink games, and yeah. especially big games like this. And they're often thinking like managers themselves about what maybe should be done or what not should be done or how they should play. And they overthink the game and they freeze on the day themselves, whereas youngsters are going out there and a lot of them now will be going out there for the first time in something like this. And uh, and their idea of it will, well, I'm going to go and have a go. I'm going to enjoy myself, but I'm going to have a go. I know what's at stake, but I'm going to have a go at this. And they have no fear of making mistakes. And sometimes that can work in your favour. Sometimes it can't. 
it can backfire because they can try things maybe in the wrong areas of the pitch and you can be punished for it. But look, Bala have, we've said it before, Bala have a lot of talent in that team, you know, and it's about getting the very best out of that talent. And uh, hopefully they'll be looking to get that in the semi-final. Albeit they do have that base of that defence, Adrian, and we've been praising it all along and they're going to need it. And they're going to need it the next step. They're going to need that defence to be as good and as tight as it was last Saturday. Absolutely. And the other semi-final sees Gory Rangers and pit their wits against St. Michael's in Wexford. St. Michael's are really going to have to do it the hard way in terms of travelling, aren't they? They beat Bunkrana Hearts, um, which was a great victory for, for St. Michael's, to be fair. Gory Rangers beat Colga, so that'll take place as well um, on the same weekend, obviously. Um, a real, I suppose, formidable last four, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be a smashing game, Adrian. Um, I think it'll be a slight contrast in styles. Michael's like to play a lot of football. Gory like to mix it a bit. But going down to Gory, he'll have no no fears for St. Michael's, Adrian. I know that from my own experience, having managed down there, playing away from home makes no difference to Michael's. Home or away, it, it, it's, it's, it's all the same with them. And they'll bring a massive following down there, Adrian. Um, I'm told they had a huge following above in Donegal, even though the trip was, was massive. A lot of day trippers did decide to make the trip. And they did have a busload that went overnight. So it'll it'll make no difference to them. It'll be an intriguing contest, no doubt about it. Moyles have been a little bit under the radar, Adrian. I think for the last ten or twelve months, in terms of their their development, they brought in a lot of young players into the squad. Still have a few old stages. They're keeping them going, but again, a lot of youth well, exuberance there. I was just saying there. I think, Sean, I think Sean Gearns is back with St Michael's now as well, isn't he? The the former treaty man. Yeah, he's been signed for the last couple of weeks, but by all accounts, it's cup tight, so mm. uh, won't be available for the FBI during the cup. But he'll be around the place as well, Adrian, an experienced player around the place helping those youngsters. And you can ma- and imagine the the valuable experience he'll be uh, given given them in the training sessions. So listen, another massive signing for them, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And and to move us on now from uh, the FAI Junior Cup to the Lawson Cup uh, action last weekend, um, you know, you Pike, Rovers, Region United and Fairview all coasted effectively adding into the, the last four of the, the competition. There was one surprise which we kind of, you know, we picked out as a very possible banana skin for the Premier side in Munger Regional, bowed out of the competition after losing 2-1 to Geraldines uh, out in Munger on Sunday. A really good achievement for Geraldines uh, Aiden, to be to be in amongst the the top uh, top four in the or sorry the top five four of the top five uh, in the the Premier Division and Geraldine's left in the competition so they'd have been delighted with that. Yeah, brilliant victory for them. Um, going well in their own division and listen, this is a nice distraction to have as well into the semi final of the Lawson Cup and it's not unknown, Adrian, for first division teams, you know the odd first division team to make the last four and the odd one to make make even make the final. Not so much in recent times, but certainly back in my era. There was plenty of times when first division teams caused shocks. Um, I suppose we, we were looking at this game last week, Adrian, and we we, we picked it out as a game that would be really tough for Mungers because um, Geraldine's have been going well. Have a lot of good footballers there. We, we, we called out a few of them, like Adam Doran, Young Hanley up front. Guys that can hurt you when they have the football, know where the goals is, can see the bigger picture on the pitch. So a uh, very good victory for them. And to come back after Mungris had dominated by all accounts the second half, Mungris got the equaliser late on. And then Dines to come back and get the winner says a lot about them, albeit I think it possibly was a set piece. I think the second phase off a set piece. So um, 
great victory for them and they're looking forward now to the uh, semi-final and it's been a, so far a very good season for Geraldines. There's no doubt about it. Very, very disappointing result for Mungret, isn't it, Adrian? Mm. Given um, given their league win recently, Richie would have been looking at this as another uh, another result, another another game on the bounce and a couple of games unbeaten again. And you know, to lose like that at home must be very disappointing for him. Yeah, they have obviously. We we did mention the fact that Mungret, you know, there has been a slight upturn in fortunes, you know, after Christmas. But it's the classic old, you know, team in form and team out of form, isn't it? Geraldine's riding high, as you said, in, in Premier A. Munger down the bottom of Premier and, and they just seem to have that momentum, Geraldine's deck, that got them over the line. Yeah, and they've a bit of quality about them as well, Adrian, to be fair. I, I saw them, as I said, a few, uh, last week against Ger- uh, against Art Lunker Villa. And uh, there was certainly three or four players that really impressed me. Uh, the, the, the goalkeeper, I, I, by all accounts, his name is O'Brien. I hadn't come across him before. I thought he was Keen O'Brien, yeah. I thought he was really good. Dominated the, his area. Was very commanding. Good hands. Good distribution. Obviously, Adam Doors is one to pick out. You Connor Madden in the middle of the field. Kane Connolly up top. And uh, the Jack McGarry centre half, who I was very, very impressed with, I must say. Um, nice, nice point to the team. There'll be a handful for whoever they meet. There's no doubt about that if they're on their game. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a, a very interesting tie, uh, whoever they do do meet. That. Speaking of the Lawson Cup, in the last of the quarterfinals to be decided with Region United taking on uh, Ashling Anakari this weekend. Um, considering the, the league result only a couple of weeks ago between these sides, uh, Sean Russell will be hoping for more of the same from his regional side, but John Lysa will surely accept nothing uh, less than a, a, a real good response from his side now, both mentally and physically out there in terms of their energy. Yeah, regional on a great run at the moment and their, their form has been excellent. And I saw from the team sheet there on Sunday that he, he gave plenty lads um he gave plenty lads a run out during the game. I mean he didn't have any I don't, I don't think Shane Carmody was playing, Owen Duff wasn't playing, mm. uh Mastavoy on the wing wasn't no. playing. I don't think Tom Frawley right full was playing. So, you know, there's a bit of strength and depth there for them and Obviously, give game time to some of the players. Good to see you and O'Brien getting a run out, full run out and scoring. Kieran O'Connell coming up with his usual goal. Um, expected him to win out in Kamalak, to be fair. Ashling should be a tougher game. We'd be expecting John Lysett to get the team up for the match. Um, they have a two-week final to look forward to. And we need, look, we need to see that a big improvement in their, in their performances, Adrian, if not their results. Because the last couple of performances I've seen were up to scratch, especially their second half performances and I've alluded to the fact that when they go a goal down I'm not seeing a response from the team and uh, you need to see a bit more than that if you want to be uh, progressing in these competitions and uh, getting on the end of a, a trophy at the end of the season Yeah, it certainly, certainly is the case. There's also a lot of important league action uh, Aiden, this weekend uh, starting on Saturday night with two games. Fairview Rangers take on Nina. I suppose Nina Aiden, you know, the, the the one thing that they haven't been able to do this year is go on maybe a, a run of consistent wins. They have a really good chance now to make an unbelievable statement considering they beat Balananti 1-0 uh, last weekend, we'll say the weekend before last, should I say, in the in the league. You're going to hit the, the, the backyard of Fairview Rangers. I mean, if they were to manage to even get a draw out of this, Aiden, you know, I suppose we as neutrals would be delighted anyway because me and you have said on numerous occasions that we wanted the likes of Nina and Regional to make an imprint. They couldn't. They have so far compared to, to last season. So, you know, it would be great to see a really competitive match here. 
Yeah, and I, I think they'll be going in with that attitude that they can get something out of the game. A uh, really good result against Bella. That will give them loads of confidence. It's also put them in a position, Adrian, where they're nicely tucked in behind Ashling and Regional mm-hmm. in the league. So getting a result here would, would uh, I think, if even if they got a draw, would, would make them level with Ashling, wouldn't it? That's and right. And if they get a win, they're only one point behind Regional, yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a massive incentive for them to, to go in and get something out of the game. And listen, they're going to be playing a team that have designs and, and aspirations to win a league. It's a long time since, and we've said it before, since Fairview have won the Premier League. So Fairview will be up for this game. Had a nice run out on, on Sunday against uh, Nakani, where again, they were able to give uh, players who would normally be getting maybe game time, plenty of game time. And they also came through the, the Munster Jonah Cup, Cup game the week before. So they'll be looking to get uh, three points out of this. Anything less won't be good enough for Fairview on Sunday now. You know, it just won't be good enough. So they'll be wanting the three points. Has the makings of a really good football match. And I think Nina gave Fairview a good game at the start of the season, Adrian, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, I know in they the didn't come on the right end of the result, but it was it was tight for long yeah. periods. Yeah, I think it was a very tight game out there in, in uh, Brickfield. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, they'll be looking to get something out of it, Nina. There's no doubt about it. Hopefully, listen, this is what we want to see. We want to see our top six being competitive and hopefully that'll be the case on Sunday. Yeah, you mentioned it there, Ed, that, you know, nothing less than a win will be good enough to Fairview. I suppose that brings me on, you know, inadvertently to, to Balnanti hosting Pike Rovers in the in the league on Sunday. Um, You know, Balnanti obviously had a big setback in the league against Nina, like we just said. Um, you're looking at it, Ed, and going, you know, if, if you're a neutral looking at this, you're almost hoping, and I'm not saying this from our perspective, but you're almost hoping that Pike Rovers don't win and that the other two teams do win. Because if Pike Rovers go and win and Fairview don't win, um, then you're looking at, like, there's an, a mountains climb for Balnanti and Fairview to get back in then. Yeah, well, you know, the bottom line here is if Balnanti don't win a Sunday, Pike are on to 38 points, Adrian. Mm. And and they're going to be out of sight in terms of Balnanti's aspirations, in terms of winning the league. I, I think Balnanti will have a go at Sunday. I, I think they'll go and try and win the game. Now, even if they draw it, it's not the end of the world. It just keeps them in touch. But ideally, you need Bella winning it to, to have a realistic chance of overtaking overtaking Pike. Yeah, It'll be a fun enough fixture. I think, you know, the, the games between them have been close the last few matches. We'll wait and see what kind of a team Bella will put out, um, given their exertions on, on, on Saturday. Pike are coming into the game on great fit again. You know, as expected, a good 5 0 win uh, away from home in the Lawson Cup. All the main protagonists getting in on the act Colin Daly, Shane Clark, Steve McGann. Um, they'll, they'll be looking to get to three points because they know what it'll mean. As I said, it'll go on to 30, 38 points. You know, it, it makes it very difficult for Ballot to bring that back if, if they lose this game Sunday. Could be a very tight match. Looking forward to it, actually, hoping to take it in, Adrian. Yeah, it is. It is a pivotal game, Aidan. I suppose. Um, I know you've you know you've made it clear, obviously, a few times in the past that you're not in agreement with with the format. But would you agree with the fact that if you are a Fairview or a Balnanti who are you know behind Pike by a few points right now at the moment, that the current format you know gives you more of a chance 
than you know it would have in the past because you know you would be expecting Pike then to win all the games against the bottom half teams. Whereas you have them twice and you know they have to play a fair view, we'll say twice or or what way it would be. So there is that more of a chance because you have a couple of six pointer games effectively with six point swings. There's absolutely no doubt about that, Adrian. The Premier League in terms of the top six has been more has become more competitive, especially with the top three, I would say, and maybe four. No, we we look. I've been advocating that I want the top six to be more competitive. That's that's what I've been advocating. Up up to now, it's been the top two or three, maybe four, that have been reasonably competitive. And maybe you've had two, maybe three teams that haven't been competitive, and they've been caught mm. adrift in that top six. And we need to see that changing. Now, there's no doubt about it. Bala win this game Sunday. They're back in with a shout of the league, because they have to play uh, Fairview a couple of times. They have to play Pike again. So, from that point of view, certainly the competition is very good that way. Um, Bala loses, well, then uh, maybe priorities change considerably. Yeah, it could be a good night, Irene. There's no doubt about that. And no, we don't want to be, we certainly don't want to be accused of a Bala Nanti loving by any stretch of the imagination, uh, Aiden, on the show. But I, when I was out last week, obviously at the training session in the build up to the, the FEI game, Funnily enough, you know, obviously I expected everyone to be, you know, really excited about the tie and, you know, probably happy with the season considering the, the Munster Junior uh, draw, which we also have to come on to soon. But the the overarching feeling was that of regret that they didn't get a result against Nina to, to challenge in the league. And we always do say that I suppose the league is your bread and butter. I suppose I was slightly surprised at how downbeat some of the players were by, by the performance. Um, But... You know, I suppose that's what comes with what you're trying to build in, in a, a winning dressing room. And, and I suppose the likes of Dave Dunphy won't be disappointed to see that either. Yeah, that's what you want to see as a manager. And I said before, I think this management team has set down a marker for this group of players to win trophies. I mean, you know, if you're one of the, the top three or four teams in our, in our league, well, then, you know, we expect you to be winning trophies and to show the ambition to win as many trophies as you can. And, you know, the minute you get your first trophy on the board, it's listen, it's fantastic. You've something in the bag. So it's all about winning trophies. And those players have shown an ambition this year. They've definitely they've definitely upped their level. There's no doubt about that, this particular squad that they have available to them at the moment. Now, the, having said all that, Adrian, there's no trophy there yet. So the proof will be in the pudding as soon as results are in. They've got to go win like Yeah, well, you gotta go and win <laughs> these games and act these games. And at the end of the day, Adrian, they will be measured by silverware at the end of the year. When, you, when you're at Pike, Fairview, and as it is now, Balnenti, you'll be measured by, by, by uh, the trophies you have in, on, in the cabinet in India. That's what it's all about, is winning trophies. I've said to you before, and even from my own experience, that when you're at these clubs, you can't afford to be losing matches. It's not acceptable. And I'm, I'm, you know, you you said there you were at, you, you were talking to Dave Dunphy and at the training session you could see the downbeat mood of the players. It's not acceptable to lose in Tinina. With all due respect, Tinina, it's not acceptable. You can't be doing it. You've got to win these matches, or at the very least, be picking up a point as it was in that league game. And that's the mark of a, a squad that wants to win trophies. So uh, listen, we'll we'll be measuring that at the end of the season. Have no doubt about that, Adrian. 
Oh, absolutely. I look forward to our end of season review, but plenty of action between between now and then, that's that's for sure. I got a bit waylaid there, uh, Aidan, because we were talking about the title race, but obviously there's a the small matter of, of the relegation battle and, and the, the bottom uh, six uh, battle to, to finish at the, the top end of it. Um, on Saturday night, you've Charleville taking on Janesborough. Now, I know Janesborough did beat Charleville in a friendly uh, recently enough, Aidan, but, you know, it's, it's very hard to measure anything off that. Uh, as you said, because you don't know who was there, or we don't know what teams were out um, for that game, what type of motivation was there uh, for that game. Um, you know, look, you've, you, uh, I suppose, hit the nail the head in some ways recently when you've talked about the pressure being on Jamesborough because Shane O'Hannon and his players are going to have to pull something out of the bag. I suppose no better place to start uh, than Charleville. Charleville bounced back after a pretty, you know, dismal week uh, last week with a victory against Kuna, uh, you know, a, a spirited enough uh, display scored a lot of goals like we expect from from Charleville uh, from time to time, but you know I suppose all the pressures on Jamesborough here. Absolutely, all the pressures on Jamesborough. Listen, I've said before they're running out of games, Adrian. You got to start picking up three points. They close that gap uh, to as it is now, Kuna. So it's vital that they go out there and get three points on uh, on Saturday evening. But I wouldn't be counting on as now the way Charleville performed last Saturday Saturday evening. And uh, what do I know about football, Adrian? I call it a nil-nil draw. So what, <laughs> what do I know at the end of the day? And these two teams disperse that and score eight goals. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic three points for, for Adam Castle and, and Charleville, Adrian. I, I saw the teams, very strong, very strong 11 out for Charleville. Felt, see, Donald Connell came up with a couple of goals. Shane Dillon pitching in. And a lad I've mentioned before, Owen Clifford, who I've seen once or twice and who's a decent player, also getting on the score sheet. Very disappointing result for, for uh, Kuna, Adrian. And I go back to that old point again, you know, just conceding too many goals. Mm. And uh, that was very disappointing to see them concede five, albeit away from home. I know the squad was uh, decimated. No Jermoyles, no Neil, no Gordon McEvis, no Ronan Lynch, one or two others out as well. But do you know what, Adrian? They still had a strong eleven out. <coughs> still had, still had, uh, still had James in goal. James Stafford in goal. Still had the back four: Andrew Layden, Niall Errols, the two centre halves, uh, Luke Darty right full, in Constantine left full, which has been the back five for the last few matches. So when you look at that, it's a very well merited result by by Charleville. Takes them on to twenty three points. That's right, level with Crow Park, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what, no, Adrian, you're looking at those two and you're saying, listen, they're grand. You know, yeah. another result, another result, even if they need it, another result will do, will, will certainly do those two. And uh, great credit to, to Adam Castle, I have to say, to get uh, to dig that result out, given what had gone on the week before, where they hadn't scored a goal, conceded a load of goals, and, and, and the squad morale must have been down. So to get them up for that game, and produce a performance like that and score five goals, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it shows the character of a team who could be nailed on to, to finish top of the, the second section. Some might say, not me, like, but um, we, we, it remains to be seen, I suppose. Um, another huge game Sunday as well for Mungret, Aidan. I mean, we mentioned morale. Morale will be very low in the Mungret camp uh, this week following that uh, loss to, to Geraldines. They take on Crew Park at home. Um like, you know, as, as you mentioned, I mean, it's much of the same in terms of the rhetoric for Jamesborough as it is for, for Munger, really, isn't it? You know, they, they, much of the same 
talk, you know, running out of games, playing at home. I mean, it's a, it's a must win, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. We're going down to that territory now, Adrian. It's the same as, as it would be for, for James, but we're going to that territory where you have to win your matches. Huge Especially game for them. Yeah, they're, I'm just going to say that. They're at home. Absolutely massive match for them. So Richie needs to get the troops together and, and, and get a lot more out of them. Certainly, no, listen, they were very competitive by all accounts last, last Sunday, but they lost the match. You know, you've lost the game, so he needs to get them competitive again this Sunday, but make sure they win the match. Now, they're meeting a team that have been doing well the last couple of weeks mm. and pulled out results when they needed to. And, you know, I've, I've said before that if crew get ahead of you, they'll know how to manage a 1-0 or, or a 2-0. They'll know how to see it out. So very important that Munger take the initiative here, seeking to get ahead and manage the game well themselves to pick up the three points. Because if crew Park get their 11 out that they have been getting out the last few games, they're going to be a handful. Make no mistake about it. And if they go ahead, they'll be very, very hard to pick to, to pick back. And after this weekend, Adrian, you're down, you're you're down a game less. If James Bremungrad aren't picking up points this weekend, they're in real, real trouble. Absolutely, uh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. I suppose just to 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 look at crew pack, especially from my own experience, Aiden, as well. You, you know, you mentioned crew have been on an upward curve. They have had some some very good results, to be fair. And I do know that Munger have had their troubles against crew. Uh, in in the past as well, uh, early on in the season, I think uh, Crew uh, won two one uh, in Munger as well uh, with a, le- a late penalty. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm sure Richie will tell me if I'm wrong anyway. Um, but you know, you'd have um, if you look at from my own experience of being down, unfortunately, in in relegation battles and playing teams that maybe you know you know would think they're safe. You know, the motivation maybe isn't there as much as it is for you. You know, the hunger needs to be, like, Munger need to want this game more than Crew Park and there's something wrong if they don't, really. Yeah, they need to show a huge hunger for it. There is a, there's a problem with that hunger as well, though, Adrian, in that it can manifest itself in the wrong way in terms of tension. And we've spoken about maybe senior players overthinking big, huge cup games. The same thing can happen in these, in these relegation, and uh, what is a relegation battle, you can overthink games too much. You can come onto the pitch with a lot of tension in your legs and not perform as you as you would like. So, listen, that's up to the management team and Richie to to make sure that these players are going to out, out in the right frame of mind, that they're well organised, that they have their homework done, and they know how they're set up and how they want to play and how they're going to approach approach the ninety minutes and how they're going to manage the game. Um, listen, it is the proverbial six pointer for Munger. There's no doubt about that. I think Crew Park, as I said, are safe. I think they'll come out in a very relaxed mindset. And sometimes that can work. That can the opposite effect. It can, it can be dangerous for Mongols as well, Adrian, mm-hmm. because there are there are there's a lot of talent in that Crew Park team. Obviously, I quick questioned their fitness levels and all that, but there, there's a lot of talent in that team. Yeah. And uh, fellas can try things that they wouldn't normally try, and they can come off, and all of a sudden you can be hurt over it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose when you were talking about tension for the likes of James Munger, I suppose if their their managers might be tearing their hair out if they were looking at this podcast for us talking about must win games, <laughs> last case scenarios. But uh, that's probably the reality of the situation for those sides. I suppose on a on a last note, um, 
Aidan, we have the, the Munster Junior draw, which happened very shortly after we recorded our podcast last week, but certainly noteworthy to, to speak about for us as well. Um, to look at the three Limerick sides, we were delighted to see that they all avoided each other. It's it's first time in a while I can remember, especially in a quarterfinal, that happening. But Peak Villa are hosting Fairview Rangers. We've seen Peak Villa obviously beat Pike Rovers. Was that in the FEI, Aidan, I think, um, earlier on yeah. in the in the season? So we know that they have the credibility and, and the, the wear it all to win these games. So Fairview travelled there to Tipperary to take Peak Villa. Regional will take on Avondale, who beat Nina in the last round at Dorda Doyle. And College Corinthians take on Balinanti. I suppose who would be the most unhappy and who would be the happiest out of that draw, Aidan? Well, the, the tougher side of the draw looks the, the Fairview side, doesn't it? Um, mm. You know, Peak Villa will be a tough task for them. Um, they're at home. Now, the only thing I would say about Peak Villa is that they went down and had that brilliant victory against Pike in the FAI, Adrian. Yeah. Had a home draw against Killarney, a decimated Killarney team and last one is, You know, when it, when, it, when it came to the punch, they didn't produce. So Fairview certainly be looking at that. Really tough tie for them. And then after that, you get through that. You have to meet the winners of Ferry Bank and, and New Marcus. Ferry Bank, real steady water for team. Obviously, we've seen what New Market can do. Regional got a home draw, which is fantastic for them against Avondale. And no doubt they'll be giving Nina a, a buzz to see uh, what the story is with, with, with Avondale after Avondale um, coming, coming through the game against uh, Nina. I think Bala, Bala got a very good draw. College Corinthians away. And then obviously the winners of of, uh, of uh, regional and and Avondale. I'm expecting I'm expecting the three Limerick teams to come through it, Adrian, and that's being honest. I think they can get through it. We got our wish. We we were hoping that the three teams would would all be spread out, and we got what we wanted. We want to see three Limerick teams in this, and we we should have three Limerick teams in this. You know, we we have the we have the power and and the the, the quality squads that we should have. Uh, we should expect three teams in the semi-finals. Absolutely, it would be a bumper weekend in, in Limerick, wouldn't it, if we if we managed to get three teams into the semi-final yeah, Absolutely fantastic. There'd be buzz, a massive buzz around the, the, the city with three teams in, in the in the in the last four. And I think we've a great chance of doing it. You'll be looking at those fixtures, Adrian, and you'll probably say certainly Fairview would have the toughest tie, wouldn't you? Yeah. If Peak if Peak can, you know, like you've often said, put the eggs in the in, in the one basket. And it's certainly that for Peak, no. So if they raise their game, they'll be they'll be a handful for Fairview. There's no doubt about it. But I I'd expect Regional to come through comfortably in their matches. Albeit they'll be tough games, but you'd expect them to come through. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks once again to Aidan as we divulge through a, a very busy show uh, this evening. Obviously, as I said, it's going to be busy all through until the very end of the season. Now, um, with the likes of Limerick sides involved in provincial and FAI action as well and plenty of league action. So we hope you can join us next week again where we'll be reviewing and previewing all results and fixtures once again on Limerick Junior Soccer Focus. So thank you for joining us.